What up, everybody? It's Mahal. Welcome back to the On the Diamond and Into the Deep podcast. Again, that's the OD&D podcast. Today, as the Kraken free dive, and I mean free dive, into the depths of the Puget Sound, we turn to the Mariners for a little bit of light. But they are also free falling into the depths of the Puget Sound, this time into Elliott Bay. So we'll discuss their payroll. We'll discuss Otani a little bit, of course. We'll discuss articles from Kramer, Passan, Morosi, Rosenthal, everyone, Adam Jude, Ryan Divish. We'll discuss all of it. So again, welcome back to On the Diamond and Into the Deep. Let's get into it, y'all. All right. So let's start off. By just breaking down this Jared Kelnick trade, which there's not much there other than it is a complete and utter salary dump. There's no other way to look at it. There's no other way to think about it. There's nothing else. At the end of last season, their payroll was about 140000 League average is around 165000 After the Kelnick trade, and the Geno trade, and everything that's happened in this offseason so far, not extending Teoscar the qualifying offer, after all of this, the Seattle Mariners payroll next season sits at 110000 Okay? Almost 111. So, the implications of that mean that Seattle Mariners have at least 29000 29 million, sorry. $29 million they can spend to reach last year's payroll number. And DePoto has said multiple times that that payroll will go up from last year. How much it will, be, will go up, we do, we do not know. We've seen multiple numbers in the media, whether it's from Passan or Divish or whoever. We've seen about 150000 from Divish, and if that's the case, that means the Mariners have $39 million to work with. That is $39 million to go get four bats now. They need a designated hitter, they need two corner outfielders, and they probably need an infield bat. Whether that infield bat is a third baseman or a second baseman is yet to be seen, and could I could see it going either way. But... They need all of that to even get to the point that they were at last year. And I think as, a, as an organization, what they are doing is they are taking this year as a year of step back and a year of transition to transition into the next set of minor league players that are going to develop and come into their own. Let me remind you that this Mariners team has made one postseason appearance in the past 22 seasons. And that was two years ago. It is utterly despicable what the ownership group is doing to this organization and this team. And I feel for Jerry Depoto, Scott Service, and Justin Hollander, among with everyone else in that front office. I feel for every single one of them. Because... If this season does not go well 
And if they don't sign impact players, they're going to get hate from not only the fan base, but also the ownership group, and they are going to get fired. They're going to get fired for something that is out of their hands, something that is not in their control. It is shameful. It is disgusting. And meanwhile, well, these people are busting their butts to try and make this team not only a playoff contender, but a division contender to win their division for the first time since 2001, but also to be an AL pennant contender for the first time in franchise history. Seattle Mariners have never made it to the World Series. They're the only team you can say that about. And that's not going to change when they're increasing payroll year to year by $10 million, which is not enough to sign any impact players or trade for any impact players. The Mariners are turning into a Tampa Bay Rays type of situation right in front of our eyes when we just had the All-Star game in this city. And the city has been living upon the Mariners. The city loves this team. We can see that. We've seen the city blossom. We've seen the baseball town come out of Seattle. And John Stanton and the rest of the ownership group are sitting there on their butts in their yachts and their mansions, and they're watching this, and they're seeing their bank accounts go up while these fans are watching this team getting their hearts broken year in, year out, night in, night out. And Jerry Depoto, Justin Hollander, Scott Service, alongside these players as well, are all busting their butts to try and make this team competitive. And I would love a sneak peek into what players group chat right now looks like, into what Scott Service has to say to the players, into what Jerry Depoto may be saying to these players if he's talking to them. I just want to know what it looks like. Because we saw Taylor Saucedo, who was on a Twitch stream the other night, as the Jerry Kelnick trade went down, we saw him be able to say absolutely nothing, but we could see the frustration in his voice, in his face, in everything. Mariners fans should all be livid. There's not much you could do right now in this offseason to make me happy, especially if your budget is only $39 million. I'm going to tell you right now, this team is going to be worse than it was last year. If it is worse than it was last year, this team is not going to be even competing for a playoff spot because we are watching the Blue Jays get better. We are watching the Rangers get better. We are watching the Astros get better. We are watching all these teams around us get better. The Orioles are going to be a better team. Red Sox are going to be a better team. Yankees are probably going to be a better team. And the Mariners are going to be looking through a window at the rest of these teams and saying, why are we not good enough? And we will see Scott Service and Jerry Depoto get fired. I don't think there's any other way to look at it. Now, just looking at the past few days, some quotes that have come out from Scott Service, including the one where he says, we're trying to do the best we can with the cards that we've been dealt. The exact quote is, we're trying to do the best with the cards that we've been dealt. I guess is the best way to say it. And I think that speaks for itself. Service is so frustrated. And it is terrible. He shouldn't have to be this frustrated. And Mariners fans should all be pissed off and frustrated as well. Earlier today, Ken Rosenthal. Today is December 5th. It's a Tuesday. Ken Rosenthal. 
went on foul territory. And he said, talking about the Mariners, it's not that they're broke, but they're under constraints from ownership. There's no question. And I think that explains everything you need to know about this offseason. You may have been wondering why they traded Geno, why they traded Kelnick, and what they got back, and the, the, what the returns they got in those trades were nothing. And now we're seeing why. Because the Mariners are dumping salary to be able to have any chance at adding any impact player. But while trying to go add impact players, they're having to remove players that have contributed multiple big hits, many big RBIs. And not only that, but they're also large presence in the presences in this clubhouse. We talked we saw Divish yesterday talking about at the winter meetings that the Mariners in a couple years are probably going to be looking at trading not only Logan Gilbert, but Cal Raleigh. And I think every Mariners fan already should know that Cal Raleigh is more than likely not signing with the Seattle Mariners. He's a Scott Boris client. He's very clearly fed up with the ownership. So why would he want to come back? He can go get more money in free agency as he is an elite catcher. He's an elite catcher that this Mariners team should not be letting go. Because of ownership, they're going to be forced to let him go. Another quote from Ken Rosenthal today. Speaking on the Mariners, you would think that after finally ending its 21-year postseason drought in 2022, they would have used that momentum, and instead they've stuck it in neutral. And I think this is, again, a perfect quote we can look at to describe how Mariners fans are feeling, how front office is feeling, how Scott Service is feeling, how Jerry Depoto is feeling, how the players are feeling. I think it's a very big insight into Cal Raleigh's brain as well. We saw what Raleigh said at the end of the season. I think this is exactly what they're feeling in the clubhouse and in the front office. The Mariners just gained the most momentum they have gained, and they have the best chance of doing anything they can they have they could do since probably the mid nineteen nineties. Probably since 1995, 1997, 1998, 1999, those years. Yet, with that momentum, with the support they've gained, they're the laughing stock of the offseason, they're the laughing stock of the league, when one of the teams in this league is moving from Oakland to Las Vegas, yet we are the laughing stock. People have forgotten about that, and they've looked at us as a laughing stock of the league. It's embarrassing, it's disgusting, it's horrible. It is absolutely disgusting, and there's no other way to look at it. And again, well, these front office folks, well, these players, well, everyone is busting their butts while fans are busting their butts to support this team through whatever it takes, they can't do that because ownership is making it extremely difficult. So fans need to stand up and they need to look at the biggest problem at hand and we have to take action. What is that action? I don't know. We can talk about it more in the future, but something needs to change. They need to sell the team probably. How do we force them to do that? I don't know. But it has to happen. There's no other way to look at it. This offseason has been, for no other word, embarrassing. Embarrassing. 
and it should hurt every single Mariners fan out there. And I'm trying to be positive. After the Kelnick trade, my first thought was, there's a big move coming. But we are now two days after, and nothing has happened. We're two days after, there haven't even been rumors. Any real rumors of anything happening. If anything, we've seen bigger rumors about other teams making bigger changes, including the Blue Jays and the Dodgers. And most notably of those two teams, it's probably the Blue Jays, as the Blue Jays are a team the Mariners are going to be competing with for a wild card spot next season, probably. It is utterly shameful, utterly frustrating, utterly whatever you want to say. There's no good words to describe the frustration Mariners fans are in and should be in right now. And again, we can see the frustration in both Service and Depoto at these winter meetings. It's horrible. It is sad. It is depressing. And I'm just hoping that we can see multiple big moves by this Mariners team that can reverse that frustration. But I don't see it happening. A couple other notable things. There was a report last night. I can't remember who exactly it was from. But the report basically said that the chances of the Mariners trading one of the starting pitchers is lower than it was before the Kelnick trade. So, what does that tell us? That either tells us they're going to be targeting free agent bats, which I think we already knew, considering they're trading to open up payroll. But it also tells us that they're trying to trade for bats that have been proven and bats that have contracts that are going to be a little bit larger. Another thing we've seen with both these trades is that both Kelnick and Suarez are major strikeout guys. So the Mariners are opening up a, a chance to acquire players that maybe are going to strike out more. But in doing that, they've also reduced much of the power in their lineup. There are not enough dudes in this lineup that can hit home runs right now. So with that said, a top target for the Mariners should probably be someone like a Jorge Soler. He'll probably get somewhere in the $20 million, I would guess, range per year. I would That's what I would guess. Considering how slim the market is, he'll probably get overpaid a little bit. But if you're the Mariners, you're going to have to do that. Because you're going to have to sign a dude, and you're going to have to go trade for multiple dudes. But what I don't understand is how the Mariners expect to acquire even three impact bats while not trading one of Bryce Miller, Logan Gilbert, or Brennan. Because they don't have the money for that, and they don't have the trade capital that for that unless they blow up the farm. And I don't think Jerry DePoto wants to do that. And I think that's probably the right decision. If you're the Mariners, as I said earlier, this is probably just going to be a transition year for you. And if it's a transition year... That means you got to keep the farm system intact so that that transition year can end and you can go into 2026 or 2025, sorry, looking at this team and thinking we have prospects coming up at the beginning of this year, at the end of this year, in the middle of this year that can make large impact potentially. 
and they can be core pieces of our foundation moving forward. So instead of taking steps forward this season, this offseason, the past three years, after the three years of forward steps year in, year out, maybe not last year, it was a step back maybe, but they are taking a gigantic step back now. Right now, your Mariners lineup, your fourth best hitter, you could debate between Ty France, you could debate between Josh Rojas, maybe. I don't know. Your top three hitters right now are Julio, JP, and Cal. And after that, slim pickings, man. It is absolute slim pickings. Obviously, you have big starting pitching, and that is a strength of yours. But your starting pitching can't take you all the way. We saw that even just last year. Even with a better lineup than they have now, last year their pitching couldn't take them there. And their pitchers will be a year older now, which means they'll have more they'll be able to pitch more innings, they'll be more experienced and whatnot. But still, they cannot carry this team all the way to the postseason. They will get exhausted. And it's pure and utter shame. Right now. That's it. It's shameful. So what is that next move for the Mariners? Is it going to be a free agent signing? Is it going to be a trade? I don't know. But you have to expect something in the next few days to happen. And if it does, I will record an emergency episode on it. And I, I really hope it's something big. Something that will bring me joy and make me happier because right now I'm not happy. I'm frustrated. I'm sad. I'm angry. There's no other way to put it. So thank y'all for listening to this episode of On the Diamond and Into the Deep with Mahal. Again, we'll record an emergency podcast if something happens. Hopefully there will be something big. Um, That includes if Otani signs with another team, we'll probably record something as there'll be fallout from that. And, you know, as always, go Mariners, go Kraken. I do want to just mention real quick that Riker Evans just got called up for the Kraken. He is their top defenseman prospect. So hopefully he'll be able to give them a spark and pull them out of the depths. But other than the Washington Huskies, who just made the college football playoff, Seattle sports are falling to the depths of the Puget Sound. They are going out of the Strait of Juan de Fuca. And they are going to the depths of the ocean. There's no other way to put it. So again, thank you all for listening. This is Mahal. See you next time. Peace.